What is up, GWB Nation? This is your host, Ben Mayfield, and welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the most incredible episode you've ever listened to. I love it. We have Mr. Asher, we have Noah Andrews, we have Nathan Dickens, longtime uh, guest of the podcast, Nathan Dickens. We have just an incredible episode. We talk about comedy, we talk about the differences of like building building community with being humorous, but versus hiding behind a mask of like you know, self-deprecation or, you know, you're afraid to be intimate or open, so you hide behind comedy. So we talk about that a lot. We talk about some SNL stuff. We talk about all sorts of movies that we love. So you're going to really enjoy this episode. But before we get into it, this is highly important. This is so important. We have launched our own Great White Buffalo Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a website where you support artists, artists who uh, are, you know, from the ground up, they're working on building their own little empire. And for us, we have three different tiers. We have a $5 tier, which is just, you know, hey, I want to support the podcast. Keep it up, Ben. Here's $5 a month. And it's a monthly basis. So it's just $5. And then the $10 is you get two exclusive episodes. So we'll record two episodes a month that are only on our Patreon channel. So only if you're subscribed to the Patreon do you get to listen to those episodes. So that's two episodes. And when you do the $10, you also enter a chance to win a GWB merch. And so all the $10 people, let's say there's 20 people that are $10, uh, they'll all be entered in a little raffle. We'll draw a name, and boom. And that happens every month. So if you don't get it the first month, maybe the second or the third or the fourth, you'll eventually hopefully get it. So... That's the $10. Then the VIP is you get all the things in the 10 and the 5, but you also get shout out onto the podcast. So I'll be like, hey, thank you so and so for being in the podcast. Huge supporter. Da da da. And I'll put you on the Instagram and all that stuff. So that's the VIP status. So we have VIP, which is $25 a month. And then the $10 is the GWB heard. And then the $5, hey, we support you. A lot of people go for the $10, which is perfect. I'm not trying to get greedy with the $25, but I just want to really just like support us. If you can, it'd be awesome. It's a Patreon. It's just $10 a month, and you get two exclusive episodes. You might win a chance to get some GWB uh, merch. It's, it's just a fantastic, and it's just a way to support the podcast. We appreciate it. If you can do that, that'd be awesome. We also have hats now. Hats are on sale, and they're going like hotcakes. Like We are selling them like crazy. So if you want them, DM us on Instagram at the Great White Buffalo Podcast. We'll get you that stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, this episode is going to be awesome. We also have Arcadia Coffee. Um, Asher Griffith uh, and Wynn, his older brother, are owners of the coffee company, and Asher's on this episode. And so if you listen to the episode all the way through, you'll have a little code where you can get 40% off. If you use the Great White Buffalo code, you get 40% off their coffee for a limited time, and it's on our Instagram. Uh, If you want to use Arcadia Coffee, get 40% off if you use the Great White Buffalo code. We appreciate it. We love y'all. Thank you for supporting us. We appreciate all that you do. And thank you for listening. And join our Patreon. Please join our Patreon. Please, 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 please. It helps us out so we can get some new equipment. We love you. We're thankful. And thank you for joining our herd. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Wandering through the great plains of life. Things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd when you think the day's done the sun is getting low we're all looking for something rare the great white buffalo the great white buffalo podcast with ben mayfield when i was talking to david stubblefield like two hours ago 
was we were talking about like being present and like uh, I was talking about like my digital detox and stuff. And I was like, you know, someone who I just feel like is always so incredibly present when you're with them and is like not on his phone much is Nathan Dickens. I was on my phone like half that past episode. I know, <laughs> but I but feel, in other times, but yeah. I do feel yeah. I do feel like when we're when we're hanging out, that is something that I know. Do you know what I do? You. Hold on, what were you saying? I was on my phone. You know what I do <laughs> on my phone twenty four seven? It's on silent and no vibrate. And so like I've been in, in, like trying to when I'm with people, I just put it in my pocket. Yeah, the I think my wisdom for this episode is going to be put your phone on do not disturb so that you pick it up. Not when it needs you, but when you need it. Dude. All right. Well, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben Mayfield, and I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. Listen, to my left, in the co-pilot seat, is Mr. Noah Andrews. What's up, Noah? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Dude, I know a guy. Let me tell you that. Um, Let me tell you right here. Hey, oop. Hey, oop. Hey, oop. I got zingers all day today. In the guest of honor seat is Mr. Asher G. What's up, Asher? Hey, hey, hey. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And let's go <laughs> into... <laughs> I'm so sorry. In the outsider, the wild card, the bad boy seat, the red hood of the podcast is Mr. Nathan Dickens. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you don't have an intro? <laughs> not after that. No, okay. Um... So, listen, guys, I was thinking about what to talk about in today's episode, and those who, the listeners who know me, and which I'm probably most of them, is I like to be the funny, I like to be comedic, I like to be uh, an entertainer of sorts, I do a podcast, but also like teaching, youth ministry, whatever aspect of my life, I love to come into a room, make people laugh, make them smile, make them happy, let them have some joy. You know, the root of joy is Jesus, others, and yourself. It's the greatest commandment, you know what I mean? So I try to spread some joy and go into life. Sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it's forced. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's like, man, like I'm not really feeling gleeful or joyful or happy. But sometimes I try to hide behind a mask because I know it's what's expected of me. But sometimes it's genuine. So today we're going to talk about the world of comedy. The world of how do we be our authentic self. But also be, you know, comical. What does that look like? Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I mean, and yeah. and and to, to preface that none of us are comedians by trade or profession. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, we're all decently funny, I would say, at different times in our lives. Yeah. Uh, but just the trait of of being uh, a funny person. Right. I guess we're kind of going after. Yeah, that. not a professional stand-up comedian. But I did. Oh, I can't say that because it's not Christmas yet. This might be out before Christmas, but. I got a present for a special somebody who two tickets to a comedian, so I'm really excited about that. Which, Ooh, what comedian? Is it Dimitri I, Martin? I, well, I'll tell you off air because the person listens to the podcast. No, so I'll tell you. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you my favorite com- uh, comedian of all time, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, hands down. Dude, iconic. Dimitri Martin's my favorite. Sorry, that's Dimitri, why I said that. Dimitri Martin, what do you got? Dave, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle what, are you, what are you thinking? Um, I'm probably gonna have to go with. Ooh, don't say mine. Don't say mine. Ooh, ooh. Can I, Dave Chappelle? Okay. I, I have a top. I have a top. Top three. Let's do top three. Okay. Because mine's Mitch Hedberg. Oh, is Mitch is. Oh, I'd have to have like Mitch. a top four or five. Yeah, because yeah. Mitch Hedberg. Goo. I still quote him today. Um, there's a 
uh, a joke that he does, and all my youth kids probably know this, is he does, his sister has like one uh, crooked eye, and so one eye is dead on the camera and one slightly to the left. And so the, the family started doing like photos where they all looked slightly to the left. And so um, I do that with my youth kids. I'll go, all right, guys, let's take a picture. And we all look slightly to the left. And I, all the kids, like I literally can have a whole album of it. And now it's to a point where we take a group picture. The kids will go, like, before I even say anything, all right, guys, let's do our left picture for Ben. And we all look to the left. And the idea is like from 10 years from now, you're going to think to yourself, what were they looking at? What was over there <laughs> happening off camera? Was there a bear attack? Was there, you know, Mitch Hebber just goes on and off. So. Okay, you got, you got. Uh, I'm just going to roll with it. Dave yeah. Chappelle, um, these are some of my tops. Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, and Mitch Hedberg are like just... Iconic. Iconic. Classic for me would be like Brian Regan. Grew up listening to him. Jim Gaffigan. Um, I, love, I love Brian Regan. Or probably like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hart's Hart's top five. But I he's also more, like but. a, he's like above stand up too. He's yeah. also like a really good actor, okay. actor All right. funny moves. But you have to think, for anyone who is not our age or older, they don't really listen to comedians. They are on Instagram and Except for Kevin TikTok Hart, because Kevin that's Hart's true. Up, but, but yeah, you know, like it's who you follow on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's who you follow on Instagram. Like mm. me and uh, me and Noah. YouTube. Me and Noah, yeah, that's true. Me and Noah share trash can Paul memes to each other all the time. Oh yeah, and those have become the new comedians, not actual people, but like accounts. accounts. Yeah. Do you remember Bo Burnham when he was on Vine? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my absolutely. gosh, I will. I will watch on YouTube like Bo Burnham Vine compilations, uh, and they're just like the best. I love mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely where where comedy is going is to. I mean, that's where all media platforms are going mm-hmm. are to that sort of format. But also John Mulaney, I don't know if you guys have ever heard him, one of my top it's kind five. Of a, he's he's a particular taste of comedic. Oh yeah. Um, he's like SNL. Well yeah. that's where that's where, you know, like everything's kind of moving to that that digital format of stuff. But there's still something about going to like a comedy show and oh, club. For sure. There's mm-hmm. there is an art to being a comedian. Like there's a difference in being a funny person and being a comedian and being able to Again, I don't know that because I'm not a comedian uh, by trade, but it is. I mean, the work they put in, the yeah. the hours, mm-hmm. the way that they can, they have to have content and they have to read rooms and they have to be quick yes, on their feet and absolutely. witty. Like it is, it's quite amazing how they can captivate. Even now, you can go. I went and saw Dave Chappelle uh, about a year and a half ago or so, and the way that they can command a room but keep attention for an hour, hour and a half. And and keep what? people focused is is quite amazing. Even one of the the Wesley director Mikey um, from West Texas A and M, uh, Wesley, he for a while studied uh, on comedians and like what they go through and how they prep and how they do stuff because his whole thing was how can comedians keep you enthralled and in, like just enthusiastic and in a comedy show for an hour mm-hmm. but if we're preaching you got to keep it to like 30 minutes which his preaching did go kind of long at times but it was also really good but he he studied it like kind of the art of it so that way he was like if they can ca- captivate for an hour and no one complains you know we there's something to be learned by that which is incredible just kind of wish paul enlightenment paul wrote a little couple more jokes you know and then <laughs> well you gotta be, be you gotta nice. be careful when you go we're not talking about this but you gotta be careful when you're talking about you know comedy and trying to preach because it's like 
you're not trying to just be funny and and. But you're trying to be relatable. That's well, the thing you can too. be relatable. I again try not to go too deep in this, but you can be relatable. Um, but there's again being yourself and kind of wrapping back around to mm-hmm. being yourself to things that, especially when it comes to preaching, um, and anything. But it, it, preaching when you're trying to put on a show, it can come off like when you go to a show, you expect to be entertained. When you go to uh, a church service or you go to something where someone's to be speaking about. You know, you want to be relatable, but you don't want to come off as just trying to be the cool person. And it can be, um, even if you're trying to be relatable, you can come off as very fake and not transparent. And that can be uh, a big thing. But that's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about being who you are. We're talking about what we want as a podcast. That's right. That's Um, right. You got the power. You got the power just to talk. What about in teaching, Asher? Because I found myself, like when I was teaching, sometimes like, not like I was doing... Because then you know I had to taught t- I taught Georgia studies I had to teach you know content mm-hmm. but I'd always be like you know what in order to engage you know just like in the ministry Bro. world to engage my Bro. students I'm gonna have some funny zingers that's what I'm, I'm saying like and, and it's gonna be comical and my students loved it yes they feared me don't let me first say off this I was a mean teacher the first month I didn't smile I didn't laugh I didn't cut jokes I was a mean teacher I wanted my kids to fear me. Once they feared me and they knew that I was not a nice person, I slowly started to become funnier and funnier and more Ben, you know, that mm-hmm. people know me. But if they ever got out of line or they thought they could joke back with me and went too far, boom, my foundation was The scariest was thing fear. about Ben being a teacher, though, is that, uh, and this is just he Ben's taught personality. Children. He taught children. The thing <laughs> is, is that Ben can sell a poop popsicle to oh, someone. Gosh. And so the the scary thing <laughs> is that he taught well. I'm I'm sure of it. But I mean, it, it, they're going they're going to learn and they're going to like they're going to be enthralled by what they learn by like what they learn. However, you just have to question what they're being taught because uh, Ben could be like, there's no such thing as a country as Australia. And they'd be like, absolutely. And he well, would just, oh. Some of his kids would ask me questions and like pridefully, I would either go, well, why don't you look it up and uh, let us know when you find the answer because I didn't know the answer. Or if I didn't know and they were kind of like trying to question like a little bit, mm-hmm. my pride was getting hurt, mm-hmm. I'd go, boom, just go on a tyrant about something that I did not, not know true. anything yeah. about. And then I would go like quickly afterwards. They're all like, believable. I'll go research. Like, <laughs> and then I would come back and be like, you know what I said earlier? <laughs> Tweak it a couple of things and like kind of like, <laughs> go yeah, back. Don't dude. believe everything you hear, kid. Yeah, this yeah. is a lesson. Dude, uh, <laughs> some of my kids couldn't find Georgia on a U.S. map. Though, okay. So that's like, I'm working with that, people. So, you know, <laughs> James Oglethorpe, like, they don't know what that means. But let me tell you. So, Teaching eighth graders, so they're the they're the ones top mm-hmm. of top of the school, top of the food um, chain. I've got and I've got some that are in eighth grade again, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> so That's having the nicest way to say it. Having like okay, and also having a my mentor teacher does not smile. In fact, <laughs> I made her laugh the other day, and the students were like, "Yo, Miss." That's the first time we've ever seen your teeth. And she was like, You're probably right. <laughs> and she's cool with that. But she's like self aware. But that's not but that isn't me. And like I mean, being I mean, I'm five like I'm five, six years older than them. And so have like being in this place and you know, seeing the same memes that they see, like mm-hmm. watching the same videos and like for them to say things and Sometimes I have to pretend like I don't like hear them no, saying it because about. I laughed and like things like that. But like at the same time, like I 
they know that I expect them to be to engage with me when I'm teaching and things like that. But at the same time, like I hate that kids dread going to school and I hate that they feel like learning can't be fun. And so like doing things like we were talking about solutions. I teach physical science doing solutions and they were describing like this solution. And one of them said thick, like that it was a thick solution. And so when I wrote it on the board, I wrote T-H-I-C-C and they lost it. And then I erased it before the mentor teacher saw. But I, I just like, and they were like, that's hilarious. And like, it didn't detract from what we were doing. Like we went straight mm-hmm. back to it. But doing things like that and like when my hydro flask falls over being like, and I, and doing stuff like that, that like they just, it blows their mind. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you're okay. Okay, boomer. I know that one. Okay, boomer. But for real. Because it's told to you a lot. But doing but doing stuff like that like completely changes their like view of like what a teacher is and things like that. And so I love like I love being funny. I love making them laugh. And it is a very, very delicate balance because, like, I want to get up there and, like, when I'm teaching them about force and motion, like, I want to be a comedian and I want to be funny. But, like, at the same time, I know that, like, if I haven't established that, like, number one priority is being there to teach, then they just walk all over me, Well, think about, like, if you're thinking about your favorite teacher from high school or middle school or even elementary the ones that you think were the best ones were probably the ones that you engaged with the most, the yes. ones that you liked the most, the ones that not only just were not necessarily funny, but the ones that you were open and they were relatable, they shared their story, yes. you connected with them. Yes. And so a really good way to connect with, with students, but also with people, our peers and our friends and, and relationships, is through being, being comical, being funny, mm-hmm. being open, being real, authentic. There's a word that I love using just because... Man, there's just so much stuff in the world. There's no one like you, so just be you. Stop trying to be somebody else, you yeah. know? And I like I dream of the day when I can have my own classroom and just like make all the jokes that I want and things like that. But at the same time, like when you do stuff like that, they remember it. Like when you say things like that, they remember it. And so there is a component of like needing to be serious and it's a professional learning environment and things like that. But at the same time, like, man, those are the things that, that just well, like really stick. It kind of reminds me a little bit. Like there, there's a, in Georgia studies, you learn the five different regions of Georgia. Oh, dude, you're talking and, Valley and Ridge, Appalachian yeah. Plateau, Blue right. Ridge. So one of them is Valley Piedmont and Ridge. Coastal Plain. And so with Valley and Ridge, I kept going like, hey, y'all, you know, your pizza for lunch, because they always eat school pizza. What do y'all use? So, like, we use ranch. And where's ranch? In the Hidden Valley, hey. Valley and Ranch. Like, Valley yeah. and Ranch is what I kept calling it, just so they would remember what it was called. And so that was kind of funny. And so they always, like, yeah. would call it Valley and Ranch um, instead of Valley and Ridge. So that was kind of, because, yeah. you know, the ranch. For sure. Any Anytime my teachers were funny. I mean, you, like... Thinking like back to like jokes that were told to me earlier today, like I remember everything before and after, but if I look back to like when I made lunch, I can't think about the conversations I had, <laughs> and like, you know, it's it, it it makes things rememberable, which is good. Memorable, but yeah, memorable. I don't, yeah, 
rememberable. I didn't have any funny teachers, so I don't know how to talk. What about, okay, so what about <laughs> in relationships? Just kind of jump into the same light in your comedic vein. When you're talking to a girl, because I know uh, I have a girlfriend, shout out to Ashley, and uh, it's the first time I've ever said that on the podcast. So You have one currently? Deal. I currently have a girlfriend. Come on, dude. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. What? <laughs> what? Dude, I don't want to talk. I don't mean, I want to talk about her, but I don't want to like steal the thunder of the show. But I'll do a whole little deep dive about Ashley. She's an incredible human being and wonderful and precious. And I don't know if she actually listens to the show, but if she does, she's awesome. But Asher's engaged, has a fiance. Yes. Um, you two, I have no idea what your statuses are. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Name Nathan's me. talking, always talking to somebody. I am um, not. Name is Katie Beth. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, Shout I'm out good. to Katie Beth. But we have single. We have single. So we all have like all different kind of stages of life. How does the comedic or funniness or trying to work in y'all's relationship or has in the past a different relationships? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'm I'm new at this new relationship, and I would say it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying, like being authentic and like not trying to force anything is important. Um, here's a, a huge tip that I got way way uh, back, and it was probably it was probably. Uh, when I was at school, I was like maybe being a little bit of a bully and mm-hmm. like trying to be funny to people. Ooh. Um, is like I, I remember I got, I think I got in trouble for it. My I came home, my mom was like, like is that is that really funny? And I was like, to me it is. And she's like, well think about like everyone. Is it funny to everyone? And so like that advice has really stuck to me. Like she said, if if it like the funniest things and like a jumping off point is like making fun of yourself. And it's like if you watch The Office, it's that point when like. Like when I guess Jim tells uh, Michael Scott, like, "Hey, make fun of yourself," and people will like actually like start like improving you, like saying compliments, like, "Oh, you're not really like that." Like when you kind of like make self self deprecation, yeah, yeah. But it also like you're not hurting anyone. Um, That's so that's like a good place where I start with my humor Um, and just being authentic. Uh, Don't ever like. uh, Let me give you also some advice pretty obvious if you ever like think that it's funny to just like make fun of a girl like oh she's gonna think this is so funny it's not it's not <laughs> yeah i don't but know that's pretty okay. obvious. i don't know if a lot of people thought that though. this I is think that's just made me know a thing this is uh <laughs> this is where wait what <laughs> so um <laughs> asher's a little bit farther along well with yeah using brag humor. much okay yeah and no he's got a fiance oh he's got a fiance <laughs> i do locked it down but so here's the, here's actually it's funny because this is how Grace and I actually started talking. Um, well, the funniest part of this story is that uh, my older brother. God, you're going there. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him. Y'all, uh, y'all, I don't know. Think about this. You're gonna need a, like an org chart for this bad boy. Yeah. So Grace's older sister is married to my older brother, um, which like. And Grace is your fiance. And Grace is my fiance. So yeah, two so brothers marrying two sisters. Two sisters. So. So, the just a little, just a little comedic relief. On the way to our first date, us hanging out, I googled whether or not it was okay to to <laughs> date. Like um. I googled if that was like okay, and uh, it said like, it, it, said, is, it is genetically is this okay? Right, and it is. It like is totally normal. Because um, you're not related to right, her. We aren't related, and um, is it okay legally? I think and so. It, and it turns out that it's like. Now that we talk about it with people, it's like a more common thing than I realize. Like, especially in like small towns where like big families. Yeah, there's twelve it, people. Of, yeah, stuff like that. But anywho, um, 
Double first cousins, right? <laughs> yeah, double first. Co- no, that's that's, that's legit. true. Double yeah, first cousins we, when you have kids. Kid, uh, <laughs> Wynn and Kathleen's kids could look more like me than they do them. So that'd be funny. <laughs> but <laughs> just switch them. Just switch them. You know what? Um, but so there was a we had an outing with like uh, my family and Grace's family because they were already kind of intertwined. And um, Grace is a professional dancer. Um, she like. Uh, mm-hmm. Dances in a professional company and yeah, me too. manages a dance studio and like, um, she, I made a joke at her about her like living off of daddy's money. I want to preface: Grace is the hardest working human I know. She works like fifty to sixty hours a week for a small business and like graduated college three years. Graduated college in three years yeah. with a 4.0 is a brilliant and hardworking woman. And but I made a comment and I was like oh, why don't you just pay for this with your dad's credit card or something like that? Just absolutely. Like you were throwing it out there as like kind of an offhand It was kind joke. of, it was trying to be funny. Right. And it absolutely like hurt her so bad. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, dude, that was funny, dude. And then um, a couple weeks later, um, I kind of realized that it hurt her. And... Uh, and I, she didn't say anything at the time. No, she just oh, really? she just got really quiet. Um, and that was when I that was when I knew that I'd messed up. Um, but a couple weeks later, it was actually New Year's um, at Winston's house. Shout out to Winston. What up, Winston? And, um, Love you. I had had a couple waters. Um, you sure about waters? It was beer. Okay. Um, I'd had a couple. And I was like, I got to say something. And I was like, Grace, I'm so sorry that I said that. Like, that was hurtful. And I know for a fact that you are so hardworking. And I'm really sorry that I said that. And she was like, wow, thank you. Like, that means a lot. Um, And that was when we started talking. And um, like... So you said that before y'all were dating. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just want, I just wanted to apologize, and then like we started, we just started texting and talking a little bit, and um, that's that's what she said was that like when that when I said that was when she was like, "Wow, it means a lot." Full disclosure: Did Kathleen and Orwin tell you, "Hey, man, you hurt Grace's feelings. You should say something." Yeah, for sure. They gave me okay. A hint. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. figure it out myself. I made yeah, it yeah. sound like that. Um, but Grace didn't know that at the time, and she was like, oh, it's so genuine. And I was like, yes. Nice. But, nice. but in an effort to be funny. And right. since then, like just the other day, she was like, Asher, you're so funny. And I was like, oh, babe, that means the world to me. Um, well, they, sorry. Go no, go, no, 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 go ahead. But, uh, you know, the thing is with... Uh, with humor, <laughs> humor is a way to kind of lighten up. There, there's a good balance to everything in life. And if life had no humor, you know, it, it'd be really cumbersome and really just, I mean, with, especially you see all the things that are going in the world with social media, you can see everything at lifetime speed. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you, it, it's a helpful tool to be able to balance out, um, I guess you'd say, the serious of life. And you can go to an extreme. And the, the important thing is, especially as you're using humor, whether in a relationship or just in general, is that um, is and some people are just not naturally funny. I hate saying mm-hmm. that, but it's true. Yeah. Like they're just mm-hmm. not naturally funny. But that doesn't mean like oh, if I'm not funny, I need to be more funny. The thing is, is right. being who you are 
um, and just allowing because some people they're they're not you know what most people would say is super funny, but they might have a you know a funny like just a funny side to them, and they're just being themselves. And in yes. that, you are funny just by being who you yeah. are. Literally, the most funny people I know are the ones that don't don't like work hard to be funny. They don't mean to be. They just their being the way that they are is hilarious. I mean, it's it's so fun. We had a guy come to Wesley for a little bit, and I won't say who it is or anything about him, but. He, he was just kind of different, let me just say, just very different for a little while. And people didn't know how to read him because he was very different from, from normal people, I guess you could say. And uh, But as people got to know him, he would say things that, and he was just being himself, that just hysterical. And just, like, he could lighten up a, a room and he could just... Um, it, it was the funniest thing, but it was just him being himself. He wasn't trying to be something he wasn't. And I, I think, uh, I think uh, the important thing is that as you're, t- we're talking about comedy and we're talking about, um, we're we're talking about using comedy, especially in relationships and other mm-hmm. things. Is that the the thing is, is that it, it can just be a, a tool just to lighten up. You have to know when to stop, when right. to be serious, oh, yeah. right. when to when to have those moments that you check yourself that something that may be funny but it's not funny. Um, yes. to, especially to other people or something yes, of that nature. When it's, but, at, when it's at someone else's expense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, like, there's a, there's a thing about like being funny. I think people sometimes see it as like, I need, like we, like it's needed mm-hmm. to be like optimistic and funny all the time. But like, uh, I was with a friend the other day and he, I, he was like, you know, like, I think he's gone through a few things. He's like, what, tell me a few, like, I, th- I think he's trying to figure out his career. I think that's how we got on the topic. He's like, tell me a few things about myself. Like how you see me, I said you're, you're definitely melancholy. And he was like, man, I was like, that's not like a bad thing Mm-mm. at all. Come on, at all. Come on. Um, what, what do you mean by that? So yeah, like uh, if if one is optimistic all the time and always like joking around, they can never, in my opinion, and I think it's, I, I would say it's a fact. Like they can never see when things are wrong. They can never uh, observe and like, like pick apart like the bad things that are happening because they're always trying to find the light. In the situation, well, which you, is good, right from the shadows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you you talk about you know, especially as you go into relationships, and even whether it's romantically or if it's friendships or something like that. Especially when you're you're being something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, is that again, comedy can be a great tool, laughter, humor, all that can be a great tool. But if you're being something you're not, or especially with comedy, um, I would say that's probably the top trait. Is that people will feel that you're disingenuous and that they don't know who you really are because you're. it, it seems as though you're just always trying to be funny. Yes. And so that's the point of, of being able to learn that, okay, humor's a tool. It's not this... Um, yeah, some people have a personality trait that's a little bit more humorous, but the thing is right. is that you you start getting into a point where it seems like you're trying to level up because you go into yes. a room, someone's going to be funnier than you, and it, be, it becomes this thing that you can just constantly be thinking about, and you try to one-up, or you try to do this, or you try... And in that, you're try, you're almost... There's a balance to everything in life, yeah. and when you're not doing that, then it comes across as very disingenuous, or people will just say, I don't know you because right. you're just always cracking jokes. I don't know if I can even have a serious conversation with you because you're, and it's where you use the tool, instead of it being a tool and something that you find balance in, now you're just trying to be the funny person. Yeah. And in that, people may laugh and they may be able to be like, oh, that's a funny person, but they'll say, yeah, that person's awesome, but I don't know who they really are and I don't know how to even get to know right. them because they're just trying it's to be funny like, all the time. Like you get a little bit of endorphins 
when people laugh at you. Oh, heck yeah. And you get addicted to it. And so you start seeking out the endorphins. But that's a surface level love and not a deep love. And I kind of found myself, you know, and Nathan wrote this many years ago about myself hiding behind a mass of comedy, is you become a character, a characterization of yourself. And so, like, Ben Mayfield was a character that I would play of the entertainer or the funny guy, but never really letting people come in deep into my heart, you know, or into my life. It's a lonely place to be when you do that because what happens is everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to, and I would say Mm -hmm. because a lot of funny people are usually kind of the center of attention yeah. and people want to be around them. So as you start as you start seeing that you want to you want to emulate those mm-hmm. kind of things and what happens is again it turns into that disingenuous thing but what you start trying to be something you're not and then what happens is you kind of lose yourself. Yeah. And then people will they don't know how the the scary thing is you wear that mask and deep down you're saying I have to I have to be that character I mm-hmm. have to yeah. be this way for other people but no one knows the real me See, and that's absolutely. the the hard part and scary part and that's the, that's the thing um, Ben had told me that. Enneagram has not been mentioned much, and I, no, I don't think we've talked about it see, in the podcast. See, at all. I, I'm not going to be that guy that just like, oh, Enneagram, Enneagram. But in Grace and I's relationship, so Grace is a seven. She's an enthusiast. She loves. She's the most optimistic person I know. She is high energy. Mm-hmm. She is extroverted. She is so much fun to be around. And I am low energy. I enjoy listening to sad music. I enjoy feeling a wide variety of emotions, and, like, it become... We've noticed that... Wait, what number are you? I'm looking at them up right now. I'm a four. You're a four? And... The individualist. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't... It's, like, the most... Sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Thank you. That is true. <laughs> All of those things. And, see, but, but, but that's the thing, is, like, you... It is such a nice balance between me and Grace, and, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't always end up like this, but, like, it's such a nice balance because if I didn't make her feel things, if I didn't make her reflect on the hurt that she's feeling and things like that, she probably wouldn't. And if I, and if she didn't always remind me that like, it's not the end of the world when something happens and like my emotions are literally so ever changing and like reminded me that there is like good in the world and like all this stuff, then like, that's not something I like always think about. And so this kind of like, I love being funny and I love having fun sometimes when I have the energy to, and like, it's such a balance of that. And you, I I guess just because of like who I am and how I am, like I really cherish those moments when I'm sad and when I'm feeling something so incredibly deep and I use I use comedy to like cover up the fact that I'm hurting. I use it to numb myself and to like cover up the whole the whole passive aggressive thing that we've talked about. Like I use it as like a oh, I'm going to make a joke because I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm mad at you or like the fact that I'm upset about something. It's much easier. It is more endorphins if I just crack a joke, have everyone laugh, sit back and just Right. Man, I well, that's rock. where that's where learning to know that there's a balance, and it's it's you know we could do a podcast on every sense and how an emotion and feeling and how 
to be able to stay evenly keeled. And again, it all comes back to being who you are and who you're created. But, uh, you know, if, if comedy and humor being the thing that, one of the things that kind of lightens up the world, that if we didn't have that and if you weren't able to joke around from time to time, if you weren't able to not take yourself serious or other people serious at times, like if it was always just serious, it would be a really uh, hard life to go through. Like I remember one time my, my brother, this was super funny. We were in, uh, we were, he was right, I think outside of college and my parents were still locking us downstairs uh, for Christmas Eve um, to, to, for Santa to come. And my Santa brother, real. my brother was like, always. my brother just would say, come on, like, I'm a grown man. I don't need to be doing this. Well, the next day we're driving down to um, my my grandparents' house in Atlanta, and my brother um, get car sick. And uh, we're sitting there, and um, we're driving down. We get almost to uh, the intersection of 400 and 285, and all of a sudden my brother just starts throwing up in the trash can. Now, naturally, that's not, you know... It, it would be one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, you're throwing up. It smells like that in here. This is just nasty. Why are you doing? Like, oh, we got to pull over. It's going to have more time. Like, it could just be this drawn out thing. Well, there was a sketch on SNL. Um, if you've ever watched their Christmas special or anything, but uh, Will Ferrell is uh, singing "It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year," and he's he's spinning in a uh, he's standing on this little platform that's spinning, and every time he he spins around, he puts out his hand. And he's singing "It's the Most Wonderful Time." He's just turning his head. Well it speeds up faster and faster. And he's like, it's going too fast. It's going too fast. And then he just starts throwing up everywhere as he's trying to like sing this. And so my brother, as he's throwing up in the trash can, he just starts singing that. And we're all laughing. And he, he's, he's like, someone hold my hair. And, you know, he's got, he's got short hair. And it was just funny. But it, it lightened up the mood where it could have been this serious thing where it's like, oh, my gosh. And, it, it, you know, you, you drop a glass on a... <laughs> on a floor and your immediate response is like dang i have to pick that and it just it can create a lot of heaviness but to be able to be lighthearted in yeah. some of those those things yeah. and it's good for a good tool for relationships whether it's friendships or other things because if it's always serious then the balance isn't there and it can really kind of hurt a relationship um and and to be able to be lighthearted <laughs> in things and laugh is so good <laughs> Real quick, I you tell me you tell that made me think of this. I saw a meme today, and it said, <laughs> "It said, don't you keep other people from believing in Santa Claus? You still believe in essential oils, and no one's ruined that for you." <laughs> and I just, if my parents are listening, I'm sorry. Essential oils definitely work. Um, but <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I I was just thinking about the funniest. Uh, first of all, huge shout out to our huge sponsor SNL Saturday Night Live. They uh, they listen to all the time. It's just you know, Lauren Michaels and I go way back, uh, back to ninety six when we first met. But one of my huge comedians that I love and God rest his soul, Chris Farley. Oh, love me some Chris Farley. <laughs> Tommy and, boy baby. Tommy boy. So anyways, I was just thinking about comedians and like hide and stuff. But c- comedy also like like your brother's story. It can save tension and like. For example, like I was working at a summer camp at Jekyll, and there was three guys, six girls, and we were trying to decide a color on a T-shirt. And the three boys are kind of like, all right, well, we don't care. We're guys. We'll wear whatever color that you want us to wear. But the girls argued for about two hours about a color of a T-shirt, and it was tense. People were like, kind of like subtweeting mean things to each other, you know, trying to take little jabs. 
and we walk out, and we're like, you know, there's this huge field with sprinklers, and I just say, you know what, guys, I'm tired. I've had enough of this, and I rip my shirt off and I throw it down. And I had a um, I had compression shorts on, so I, I take off my pants and I throw it off. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm done with this. And I run through this the field of the sprinkler and just like cut the tension with a knife, you know. And like everybody starts laughing because I'm running through the sprinkler. Well, on Jekyll Island, there's a Georgia State Patrol like head <laughs> co- like I, I, uh, control center there. And so as soon as I start cutting through this field with sprinklers, the Georgia State Patrol comes the other way, and I go, and I slip, and like, like go, and I hide, and the cop just like stops, and then he just keeps <laughs> going, and all the counselors are like, <coughs> bless you, yeah, God thank you, you. <laughs> sorry, um, we're like freaking out, but then it just like, and then the cop left, and I got back up, and was like, and I took off. And it just, I don't know, everybody started laughing and just busting up. And it just kind of like took like a, a moment where like feelings were about to get hurt and people were getting mad at each other and just like, you know what, we're going to be we're gonna be okay. We're going to get through this. And like, so humor can be a very powerful tool of like, you know what, let's get back to the real world. There's joy. Yeah. I, I Actually, I would agree with that. But it's that's a really good story because humor can be used, as we've been talking, as a good tool to lighten the tension used in the right way sometimes like what Asher was saying it can be used in the wrong way and I feel like that's actually like a big issue with like with like I guess younger generations is like humor is used in the wrong way like humor is I don't know from you, what you, you talking about the, like the rose culture yeah, yeah. Ben, ben talk about what we Dude. what you're talking about oh, I don't want I don't want to cut you off oh though. no I, you know more than me listen man so working with middle schoolers and high schoolers rose culture and we talked about it on a previous episode a little bit but it it is painfully hurtful it's painfully to the core but it's what what's crazy about it is it's hidden mm-hmm. it's a hidden attack behind humor it's bullying it, it's, it's bullying. And I just had to deal with some bullying with middle school. But even before that is, you know, sometimes when we have problems with people, we'll say mean things to them. And, like, you know, okay, well, if I call Asher stupid, okay, he knows I think he's stupid. Or if I say, hey, no, I think you're pretentious. Okay, cool. Like, you know, it's mean. And it's, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're pretentious. I don't think you're stupid. But, like, it's mean. But when you roast them, it's almost like now you're doing, like, a game mentality. Mm-hmm. But... You're saying it in a way, of, and now everybody's laughing at you, or you're saying it without having to be con- confronted because you're like, you can't call me stupid. You can't. I, was like, I didn't say you were stupid. I, you didn't hear everybody laughing, and you can't say this hurts me because then it's like, come on, dude, like grow up a little yeah. bit. That's like, where that's where it comes into that, that rose culture. Oof. That's where the rose culture, the humor comes into this. It, it, it humor is used at the expense of others, and and. Especially when it's not like it's directed to a specific person, and so it, again, that's where we have to be careful because humor can be a great tool, but we also have to know that um, just like anything else that can be used as a tool can be used as a great weapon. And so when people are doing it at the expense of others, right. what happens is people it, again it comes to that place of like I have to wear the mask of being the funny person. So at any expense, I need to make sure that people are laughing, even if it's at the expense of the specific individual. Here's the interesting thing, though. It's like, it's weird because it's like, okay, I roast my closest friends. Like, I actually, like... Yeah, it's like, it, absolutely true. So, like, 
when people might use that as like a, a a hidden like thing, like oh no, we're friends, we we all roast each other, but like that might not be the case, like because for me, my closest closest friends, we like sit there and we'll we know each other so well, like we will mm-hmm. roast each other, and it's funny, like even even to me, like when somebody's roasting me, I think it's funny, but like that can like and younger, it, I guess it can well, hide it, but there's fully. a line, so like I have yeah. a, a a deep friend. Um, a deep friend, a friend who I care about deeply, who's a mentor of mine. He built this table. Um, shout out to Billy. I'm going to say it is hey. Billy Leasing. And I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but if he does, shout out to Billy. And Billy knows me, loves me. I know that like 100% he cares for me. Obviously, he built this table. And Ursula, shout out to Ursula for painting the table. I digress. But he, one time at lunch one day, and we like will jab at each other. Like We all kind of do like... You know, he's bald. Like, oh, what's up, Mr. Clean? I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, what's up? Uh, I don't know, Tubby Tub Tub. He's never called me that before, but I don't know. Just something where, like, we kind of jab at each other. But one time in front of all these guys that weren't as close as we were, and I guess he was just looking for ammo, you know, with the jabbing world, just said, hey, man, you know, about me getting fired one time from a job. I got fired from being an RA, which I don't know if I talked about that episode before it's a whole story we'll talk about later but i mean that was kind of hurtful like yeah like i obviously i've moved past it i've healed from it it's not something that's like a an open wound or anything but it's just kind of like man that's that's not funny like that was that was actually a really painful period in my life and i don't know why you use that as a comedic expense and really the people we're with don't even know that and now like I had to explain that yeah. to him, and like it was, it was kind of this awkwardness to it, and it was just because we feel so close to each other, and I'm guilty of it too. I've definitely done it, where I know the pressure points, and I can attack those pressure points mm-hmm. better than anybody because yeah. we're so you know we're close. Well, and here's the thing: is that the close, typically the people that you're closest to can hurt you the most. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they they have more weight in your life. They have they're able to speak into things that. Um, are very difficult, mm-hmm. um, and they also know the buttons that you they can press. They know the things about you that um, that kind of get under your skin, or that just make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. And so, with comedy, when you it, it's it's using humor as a tool, is you have to be able to understand where that line is and where something's funny and where. Because the other thing is, is that even though someone tries to say something funny. There are a lot of times that people will use humor to try to do passive aggressive comments, right. and they try to do it in. Uh, they're trying to be funny where it's they say something where passive aggressively, they're really angry or they're really sad or they're really this way, but then they can laugh it off and say, "Dude, it was just a joke. Like, don't be upset." But it really wasn't, and so it's a tool that can be extremely helpful at times. But you have to learn, again, it comes back to, like, there's a lot of different things to it, but to, to kind of stay on comedy is to be able to learn that this is a tool mm-hmm. that is for some great good, but you can make, even with some of the, my even deepest friendships, mm-hmm. is that, you know, there was times where we would kind of more so, like, you know, Rift, roast each rift, other and yeah. rift off each other yeah, yeah but we we've gotten to a point I, I don't know if it's just our age or whatnot we still do that at times but we also know like there's some of that that's not life-giving at all even yeah. though it's funny even though others people laugh at it we know that in saying a joke like that actually cuts to the core of right, someone right. and and we're trying to just lighten it but we know that that's not really working and so the thing is, is that that's why you have to look at humor as, well, as a tool you, you at know, times. The, the tool aspect of it, of comedy, is like I think of a hammer. You can build houses, 
You can build mansions. You can build beautiful stuff with a hammer. You can also knock somebody over the head with a hammer and murder them. So a hammer can be used for awesomeness, but also not awesomeness. Well, if you are Thor using Mjolnir, yes. you can do some really badass stuff. <laughs> um, or Stormbreaker. That's well. It's not a hammer, but yeah. Well, take, is it not? No, it's an axe. 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 Anyway, okay. Sure. All right, we'll talk. Thinking, about that thinking about like that comment, and thinking about me and Noah. And last time we were here, we were talking about Josh, our roommate. Last night we had some friends over and we're playing Settlers of Catan, and we're talking about <laughs> Josh was playing soccer with this girl that he uh, <laughs> has been going on some has been going on dates with. And Do you really want to put this on blast? Yeah. Well. I think it's on us. Like we might have messed up. Like last night talking about it, oh, and yeah. like, and he was playing soccer with this girl and went in for. <laughs> they've been, I guess, like going on dates for like a couple weeks, and like they were playing soccer together, and he like went in for like a slide tackle, and like fractured her ankle, and like we thought it was hilarious when he like he came home and told me, and I told Noah, and like thought it was hilarious, but like. Because, I mean, it was, it was an accident. Yeah, obviously. it was an accident and, like, all this stuff. And he was, we are like, I don't know. We just brought it up last night and we're telling this story. And, like, Josh was not laughing. And Josh, like, really, I mean, he feels bad about it. Yeah, Because, like, she was like, no, oh, it's not your fault. But Josh, like, and he's like, oh, that's my fault. Yeah, another and, area like, where roasting, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I guess, Nathan, you're older, wiser. It's uh, it's a dangerous area and it can almost turn into bullying. Uh, Absolutely. And back to where like what I was saying, like just if you are like when in doubt when you're trying to use humor, like just try to try to throw the spin on you, like because you're not gonna hurt anyone because you're not gonna go you're not gonna say something too much about yourself. Like you're not gonna like say something too too personal and too too like deep, but. Um, it's just it's just better not to like throw the humor at somebody and hurt them. That's true. Can and I, that's where that's where uh, that tool of humor. If yeah. sorry, but oh, go ahead. but that tool of humor is that like, especially being like a really, uh, I would say a funny person. Like the funniest people that I know personally in life, besides comedians and stuff, are people who can make jokes like naturally. Not they can make people laugh not at the expense of others or not like. Um, they're the people that are very, um, uh, I guess you could say, uh, uh, observation. They're, they're observational humorists. Like they can make situations funny, not necessarily people or like, and, and they're not necessarily trying at things. And those type of things can like, like my brother, you know, that was a little self deprecation, but like, you know, just little things where it's like, they can make something like they're just funny in the sense of like observationally and in that you can be it's kind of a safe ground and a good way to use the tool to lighten up tension to be able to to just enjoy even in some of the hardships of things absolutely ben i thought wait what's on your your screen there well i wanted to wait until asher was back in the room okay i had to tinkle poo yeah okay well yeah listen are you listening is is that gonna this is important i'm listening (laughs) according to the internet which is always a- accurate. This yep. is Wikipedia. This is no. This oh. is Cora. Cora. Yeah, I don't know what Cora is. Is Stormbreaker oh is gosh. not a axe, nor is it a hammer. In the weapon world, it is called a splitting maul. 
like Darth Maul, also known as a blockbuster, block splitter, or sledge axe, go devil, or a ham axe, which is a heavy, long-handled axe on one side and a hammer on the other side, a sledgehammer type thing. So I will go 50-50 on that. So here's my take on that. (laughs) Uh, It's a ham axe. You're a nerd, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Wrong use. Wrong use. use I feel attacked. I feel attacked right now. Is okay. Well, let's let's kind of you know we're going towards the end of the episode. I want to know what's your favorite comedic movie that you quote a lot slash TV show. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and take this away. I think the best comedic movie of all time is The Other Guys. No, okay. First of all, no, don't even get me started on that. I'm gonna go on a rant right now what? because I'm upset with you. Why? That same summer with the field that I went through the sprinklers with 2012 Jekyll, Matt Anderson. Shout out to Matt. I know he doesn't listen to the episode, but I love Matt. Is he watched that ep- movie every single night? And I watched it in theaters, and I thought it was an okay movie. But I would go in there with him and Dowdy, and we would watch that movie every single night. And they would start quoting it and like quoting it and quoting it. And then during the camp, there's like a scene where he goes, Will Ferrell goes, Hey guys, it's uh, 9 15 morning. Let's have a great day, everybody. Like, kind of claps, whatever. <laughs> shut <up. laughs> yeah, he's like, Shut up. We would do that in uh, in the camp world. We would go, "Hey guys, it's uh it's eleven fourteen. Let's have a great day." And like we can like clap or whatever. And then there would be like times where like, uh, "Are you? Is it true that you're, uh, you know, going to a juggle hike today?" And like, uh, "No, no comment." But yes, you know, kind of <laughs> in the movie. Um, but we would start quoting the movie on and on through whatever. Then that was the same when I started living with Winston. And Avery and Josh McKeever and Gary had a small group, and I said, "Hey guys, we watch this movie all the time." And we started watching that movie like all the time. And da, da, da. and you are heavily influenced by a guy that you love named Winston, who brought that in there. I, so, if a facto, I gave you that movie. My wife's name is Christineth. I'll deny that. <laughs> this one has Arnold. You get her name alert. right. Arnold Palmer. Right. You come into my house. I will actually. I'll say yes. That. That hardened my love being going over there, but I, in fact, watched that um, with my friends at a. We slept over at my friend's Tanner's house, and we watched it without their parents knowing. Like in mm. the s- seventh grade, when it like came out, I'm I'm a younger guy, and we that is actually where I fell in love with it. So that's true. Okay. But that's I will fair. say that's fair enough. I will that's say yes, because we watched it. We even watched it the day before. I think you were over there the day before Avery got married. We watched it in the basement of their Airbnb. Um, the other guy, bloopers, the 13-minute bloopers. Oh, yeah. Golly. Just the scene of hit the, the cop standing outside the car listening yeah. to all that. Yeah, we can't quote yeah, that. No, we yeah, we cannot quote that. That's probably my, okay, that's probably my movie as well, then, okay. now that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a good one. I'd put, I'm going to throw out just a couple here, yeah, okay? yeah. especially got? when you talk about observational humor. I think you got airplane done. Oh yeah! Oh um, come on! Airplane, the jerk, the jerk. Um, Monty Python, the search for the Holy Grail. Uh, please, I have a poster of it in my yeah. living room. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, classic, uh, top five. A lot of the like either the Police Academies or Naked Guns. We'll those are all come on, yeah. Dude. Those those are like really great observational humors. I love. Um, when you come, and those are kind of a little bit older. You got the newer stuff. I love Will Ferrell things. Um, Will Ferrell's fantastic. But, um, you know, pretty much any Will Ferrell, honestly, for me. But, I mean, you got TV shows, I think, The Office, and is like, you just talk about, I mean, I love stuff like 
the office new girls really funny and all that but when you come to observational humor i think those those top five that i just mentioned are are very like on point here's a couple of mine right here blazing saddles oh blazing saddles dude, come dude. on robin hood men in oh, tights yes, yes young frankenstein which you if blazing saddles was made today it wouldn't be made oh yeah you, yeah, 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 you yeah, could yeah, not yeah. make blazing sure. saddles today yeah, but blazing could. saddles you talk about i mean mel brooks any any mel, <laughs> mel brooks, brooks movie mel brooks it's really just mel brooks great, yeah it's fantastic space balls like it's just, it's just so it's good fantastic it's so good i was also i was raised you know nathan's probably closer to my age than y'all are is the '90s uh, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, mm-hmm. The Water Boy? Yeah. Um, I, I even like Mr. Schindler's Deeds. List. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just some of the <laughs> best right. ones. Yeah, yeah Shawshank. I'll, I'll say it. Shrek. All right, <laughs> dude. So there's some really good ones there. I love those. Uh, TV show wise, How I Met Your Mother is one that I've I've watched a lot. I, I love. Don't know why I can't get into Arrested that. Arrested, Arrested, Development. Arrested Development. You talk about Arrested Development. You talk oh observational humor. Just the Arrested little things. That's also why I love the other guys. Just like this, like the smaller things. Smaller like, yes. things. Yes, yeah. Mamma Mia. I know, right? Good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what are you looking at? The worst com- comedy movie. But that's Island. no. But that's no. I'm not. <laughs> you, you talk you talk about Arrested Development and you talk about some of the the funniest things are those observational mm-hmm. humors. It's not necessarily at the expense of other people or trying to be funny. It's yeah. just being able to be. I mean, but that's our humor. Oh, but it's it, it is. is. So, I don't know. I don't know so what your good. your listeners' age group is. But that's uh, true. Whatever age you can think of, we listen to. Okay. We listen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely like definitely though our like our age humor. Humor is. Changed, man. Yeah, humor does change. Every a lot it's of things so change. If different. I could slide this in there real quick, if you're listening to this episode and you're to this point right now, DM us your favorite comedy movie and we'll put it on our Instagram story. Uh, comedy movie slash TV show, whichever one. I dare someone to bring up a more quotable show than The Office. I I just. I wasn't a big Friends, office Friends fan. is up. Friends, I love oh, Friends. Friends. See, I and Seinfeld. That. Seinfeld uh, that's is funny. That's funny so you mentioned good. that because I saw a meme the other day, and it this guy, uh, or it's a picture of a guy handing a baton to someone, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, he's handing on one hand. It's a uh, oh gosh, yeah. I, memes are definitely yeah. a visual format. They are. <laughs> um, it was roasting Friends for being like the worst sitcom of all time. Don't even. Are you Friends kidding me? Is so Gra- good. Grace, My girlfriend Jennifer Aniston was on the show. Wait a minute. You're I thought it was. Actually- oh god! Oh god! Oh, so sorry. So sorry. Um, Grace, if you're they listening both to, this, listen to this, Friends is yeah, a great yeah. show. Um, I just want to roast Friends, but I can't. Um, I can. It is so good. You do not like Friends, but this is this no. Is what we're talking we need about. to have a whole episode okay. debating Friends. Right. Oh take is it good or is it not? All right. Here, here's one. Could you can you? take that and you can shove it up your butt. What's that from, Noah? The uh, Office. Yeah. Stanley. Yeah. Boom. Office. Could you be any more pretentious? Uh, Where's that from? <laughs> I swear, if it's from Friends, <laughs> I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> it's from no, friends. but like Friends is, is y'all's humor. Right? Yeah. That, yeah. Freaking boomer humor. <laughs> Listen, boomer. Friends. Still today, every cast member on Friends. Every cast member makes twenty two or twenty million dollars a year off of friends. Boomer humor. <laughs> boomer humor. I love it. Yeah. Uh, come, on. come on. Twenty percent of the population are look, boomers. Let so me just say that how many seasons of the office? That for friends nine. How many seasons of friends? Ten. That for friends, it is not that show's month week, month, or even its year. Okay. <laughs> it's garbo. <laughs> you okay, but but 
and humor is very subjective. Humor oh, yeah. is very subjective to each person. Absolutely. But I would bet if if Ben uh, was open to it and they took he took a tally of people who love Friends, you would get a huge range of ages, and I bet you a lot of people love Friends is top notch. See, that's funny well, because my sense of humor is the best kind well, of sense of humor. So. It's also cool. two vast different styles different. of shows too, that's true. and different genres. Absolutely, um, because like. I would say Seinfeld, Friends, Frasier, like uh, Seinfeld. Cheers, Seinfeld things like that are like the classic 90s, 80s sitcoms where it's like very scripted, whereas is The Office and Parks and Rec and even like maybe, I don't think New Girl, but Parks and Rec for sure are a little more comedic and they try to do like the documentary style type show and they'll probably rift a whoa, lot whoa, whoa. more. Wait, they not speaking rift? of that type of show... Mm-hmm. Shameless plug: If you have Disney Plus, High School Musical, the musical, the series, low key, one of the best shows. One of the best shows. Well, Brooklyn Nine Nine also really good show. And just kind of digressing a little bit, talking yeah, about yeah. talking about um, just real quick, talking about how important it is to have uh, balance and things. There's a show that I find a comedy show that I find. Hysterical. It's called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> however, um, that's a kind of show I can only watch a couple episodes and, and I get kind of tired. Somebody else. Usually with someone else. But I, I get kind of tired of it. But with like something like Friends or The Office, what they're really good at is it, it's comedy, but they are able to balance it with serious moments that hook yeah. you into it. Like, I, it's, yeah. yeah, it's always sunny. It's kind of like, okay, it's funny. But there's something more there with those other ones. And that's why I think, you know, you have to look at comedy, again, uh, as a tool and, and, and do it in a balance because that is something more meaningful than it is just trying to be funny all the time that's after that. Just so successful. Time. Exactly. Well, well, we're about exactly. to go on a break. Um, but before we... As a, Friends quote. I'll add Lord uh, of the Rings is just if you know <laughs> Lord of the Rings, then you'll know the underlying humor of it. By oh the way, God. if anyone still wants to challenge uh, me to a Lord of the Rings, well, this episode maybe go before the other episode. You don't even oh, know. Okay. Yeah, but we do have a standing challenge. If you think you can take Noah Andrews in Tolkien, a, uh, any, to- in any Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien mythology, Lord anything. of the Rings, Hobbit, whatever, Silmarillion, Silmarillion, Silmarillion. Uh, knowledge, DM us because we're gonna have a a Lord of the Rings twenty question episode to see who wins. So, but before we go, we always like to end the episode with just a little bit of piece of advice, wisdom, things to to carry on to little thinkers, little chewers. And today we've been all about comedy. So, if you have one that's like comedic uh, base, that would be awesome. Uh, we'll start off with who wants to go first. Noah, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, you know, uh, if you're thinking about saying something funny um, and in your head you're like, this could go one of two ways, just don't do it. Just don't say it. Um, just uh, leave that, that piece of comedy out. Leave that little joke out. And I promise you, you will become a funnier person from it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I would say uh, don't take life too seriously. Um, Why so and serious? And uh, and also, don't try, don't listen to this episode and think, I have to be a funny person. Just uh, don't take life seriously and just be who you are. And in that, like, you'll be able to bring humor. You'll be, be able to, to do it well. Yeah, man, absolutely. All right, Ash, what you got? All right. So speaking about Parks and Rec as one a really funny sitcom, 
Um, you know, Rob Lowe plays Chris Traeger on that yeah. show. Um, Literally. My quote that I want to leave you with is how many Lowe's, so Lowe's, the store, uh-huh. how many Lowe's would Rob Lowe rob if a Rob Lowe could rob Lowe's? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, probably about seven. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's a deep one. That is. Um, I was going to go with... Uh, Who's Rob Lowe? Yeah, who's, yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, Home Depot, okay, for sure. Boomer. Home Depot. Home Depot. Uh, Home Depot found it in Georgia. It's in Georgia I, Studies. I, We're in full circle. I, I, uh, um, author Blank is a huge uh, sponsor of the show, so <laughs> we, we love him so much. We wish. Yeah, we wish. So, love y'all. Oh, my, my piece of advice is joy. Um, you, you can find joy in comedy, but find joy in life, which is Jesus others and then yourself and that's how you find true joy hmm. ladies Amen. and gentlemen that's the boomer talking we love y'all so much noah nathan asher thank y'all for being on this today's podcast and Thanks, asher in case you didn't know um has a little special offers that we better go for yep it is uh first off i'd like to say jeffrey epstein did not kill himself <laughs> and second off i'd like to say you can use the code great white buffalo on Arcadia Coffee Roasters website, you can get to it through our Instagram, Arcadia Coffee Roasters. There's a link to our website, Arcadia.coffee. And you can use the code Great White Buffalo to get 40% off a bag of coffee. Boom. And we'll put it in our little Instagram post too, so you can like, you know, read it as well. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining the herd. Don't forget we got merch, we got hats uh, that are just in there hot right now. They are selling like hot. Cakes. I don't know necessarily what a hot cake is, but they are selling just like it's them. Pancake. It's a pancake? Yeah. Oh, selling like pancakes. And we call us the IHOP of podcasts. Can I, can um, I finish <laughs> this off with some Gen Z humor? Yeah, what's up? Are, are, are you done? Well, I'll, I mean, I'll say goodbye. Okay. Remember, people, birds are not real. They're actually created by the government. So, all yeah. right, everybody. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Great White Buffalo podcast.